0: Friends, welcome back to the Ransomed Heart Podcast. John Eldridge here this week with some very, very special guests because we are interrupting the scheduled programming. We just felt that we haven't said a word about the coronavirus and the economic fallout and kind of what's going on in the world right now. And that feels irresponsible. And so we're pausing the series on expecting the wonderful which is a little ironic, in order to just bring you some hope and some peace and some thoughts that we've been processing here. So it is John and Stacy, Morgan and Sherry in here today just to bring our hearts to you and bring our hearts alongside of you as we are all processing what's going on. Uh, not just in the world, but in our communities, some of us in our own homes. So I do need to say that we are recording this on Friday, March 13th. 13th. Thank you. So, I mean, by next Monday when we release this and by the week of March 16th, we're very aware that facts may have changed. There's a dynamic to this. It's, it's largely the unknown that's fueling a good deal of fear in the world, fear and anxiety. So we just want to bring our hearts alongside of yours and recognize that this is something to really bring us to prayer. This is something to really bring us to Jesus. And I think I'd like to actually start there before we start sharing some things that are on our hearts. Can we all just pray Mm -hmm, together mm -hmm. right now? Dear friends, uh, Jesus said... Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives, give I to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. And Jesus, that is hard. And so what we want to begin with this week is simply to ask you, Jesus in us, Jesus who Is with us, Jesus, who is in us. Would you give me your peace? Peace I give to you, Jesus. I I pray for your peace. I pray that you would come into this conversation that we get to have together and that you would speak to each one of us, each of our hearts. Peace. We receive your peace today. Catch us, Lord Jesus. Catch our thoughts catch our emotions, catch our interpretation. And Jesus, would you catch our speculation? Mm -hmm. Catch me from speculating, God. Just want to center myself in you again today with our friends and our listeners here in your name. Amen. Amen. Will, what has this been like for you? I know, Sherry. You were talking about Jesus kind of needing to catch your heart mm-hmm. I mean, from one place to another. Let's let's talk about that. At first, what's this? What's this been like?
1: Well, I observed for myself that my response in earnest began uh, midweek, and ironically, it was with the notice that the collegiate athletics were were starting to come down. They shut down, down, down March the, Madness. When they right? shut down March Madness, and um, that I found out that all of the you know sort of spring college athletes. In addition to basketball, we're all like, all their seasons were done. And I I had this wave of grief. I just started to feel sad. And then um, I would say my next round of feel was more personal. I started feeling really anxious because there was sort of a domino effect of first the principal reaches out and says, I just want to let you know that we're beginning to consider measures. And within 24 hours, the rest of the sports season is canceled. And then, oh, actually, school is canceled and it might be canceled possibly, you know, through April 12th, if not longer. And so I could just feel myself spin out a little bit. And I really needed Jesus to catch my heart because I have contended occasionally with paralyzing anxiety. And Jesus has been really meeting me in that. And I feel like Jesus has been training me and transforming me so that God willing under extreme circumstances, instead of anxiety, I'm going to watch him be victorious and prevail and give me a clear head and make me action oriented. But this little voice came to me and said, oh, you're going to be one of those who collapses under anxiety. And I really had to invite Jesus into that. And then I would say it shifted to grief and intercession, which it will get to more, but now it shifted to Jesus, what are my orders? So I've had some personal where my enemy has tried to accuse my heart, Based on my story in the past, I've had concern for our own little family and then concern, of course, for the impact more broadly across the world and Mm -hmm. across our country and community. So Mm -hmm. that's what it's been like for
0: me. Well, and as a mom of school-age kids, I mean, suddenly your world is literally
2: turned upside down. So, whoa, wait, what? They're off? What do we do?
1: Like off possibly indefinitely.
2: Yeah, (laughs) right. And every other possible way to entertain them is off, right? The movies are closed, the gym is closed, yeah. and the shifting of yeah. yeah, normal changes overnight. Yeah. Yeah.
3: We've never seen anything like this, right. not in my lifetime, getting impacted with, oh, no, this is serious. They have a sister that lives in Italy. So those conversations. And then personally, I haven't had fear about getting it. If I get really sick and I go home, okay, you know, I'm good. But I have had a lot of fear over what if somebody I love gets it? Then that's where I have felt the... Oh, children, My, my children. children. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That has been my spur to be praying for people's health, mm-hmm. for their mm-hmm. protection.
2: Yeah.
3: And then it coming home in terms of the economic impact, which... I am a burying my head in the sand kind of a person, just it'll blow over. And I actually think that this will, that we're in the crunch time right now and we're not gonna live in this, I don't think, forever. But a dear friend has a small business and he called today asking for prayer because he had to let go today two thirds of his employees because they do events and street closures and parades and all of this stuff around it and everybody's canceling all of their events. And so like... It's a small business. They're a family, and he has to terminate their employment. Oh, it's brutal. It is, and that's happening all over the place. It's really awful. Yeah,
0: Yeah. for me, I immediately went to, it's not the virus, it's the economics. Mm -hmm. As this was beginning to Mm -hmm. roll out, I just went, oh, no, I think the greater harm will prove to be the economic fallout of this and you know you just watch you know Disney's closed it's global operations march madness like right. all those hotels all those restaurants
2: broadway yeah. Yeah. events right. with 45,000 people just dries up and those
0: are real families and those are real jobs and so that was where my prayers began to turn and then also needing to quickly turn to Jesus and say what are you saying lord what's your perspective on that and that That's partly why we jumped into today's podcast, you know, last minute. I just texted the three of you this morning and said, hey, are you free? We got to speak to this and at least pray with our friends. If we do nothing
2: else, we can at least pray with our friends. Yeah, I resonate with much of what's been shared. And to add one more piece, I think there's a poignant personal piece for each of us, Mm -hmm. right? There's that moment where it's personalized. It started with more of a global look of what's Mm -hmm. happening Mm -hmm. in the earth and the economics But then last night, I went to pick up my son from a typical lacrosse practice. He's a freshman playing varsity lacrosse. And we show up, and the news is getting out. Now lacrosse is over for the year. Now schools are closed, all while they're at practice. And just in a moment, one mom tells the story of her child is sick, and she went to Walgreens, and the entire shelf was empty from Tylenol, ibuprofen, nothing. And then she panicked. And another guy that just got back, and his story is— He was at Costco and saw an empty shelf for the first time. And this other mom came up with tears in her eyes saying, my son's a senior. And this is the last time I think I'll get his picture playing lacrosse. Mm -hmm. And she's taking pictures and here these big young men are playing sharks and minnows because the coach just said, have fun. And so a poignant moment where it becomes very personal. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so for me personally, moving through the unprecedented times... And then over the last several days in prayer, really feeling actually this profound strength and hope of this is the hour in which we were made, yes. that we are the wealthy ones, the kingdom of God prevails, mm-hmm. and we have an order, we have an assigned task. And so I think in my heart, I've moved through grief and identified some fear, and I genuinely feel a hope and a strength, but still a curiosity of God What am I to do? What Mm. are we to do? Mm. But you have my attention. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's it. Yes. You have my attention.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: Because, friends, you know all of us are checking our phones. All of us are dialing into our news sources. Everybody's tracking with it. This has our attention right now. Yes. The progress of COVID-19, the progress of the global situation, Mm -hmm. the progress of global closures, airlines, you know. This has our attention, and I don't think that's good. Mm.
3: Mm.
0: I don't think that's good because Hebrews says, let us fix our eyes on Jesus Mm. and, and let us run the race that is set before us. So here is part of our race. It looks like we've got some very difficult terrain ahead, but the rescue of the gospel is to not let something seize your attention more than Jesus has your attention. And so we've got to start there. If this has seized our attention or is currently grabbing and then you let it go and then grab and let it go and it's, you know, it's it's sticky, right? It's very sticky. It's like uh, there's a type of thorn bush in the desert called the come again plant because as you walk by it, it grabs your sweater and you, whoa, you get pulled back, mm-hmm. come back, come again, right? That's like that. This thing just whoop, just hooks you again and again. And I think we just want to begin by saying we want to be rooted and grounded in Christ Mm -hmm. right now. There is no other safe place on the planet than to be rooted in God. And it first begins with your attention. Who and what has your attention right now? Because this thing is very sticky. And so, how do we give our attention back to Jesus right now?
2: You know, John, for me, I think it's the practice of aligning with the like-hearted. I noticed I woke up with mixed feelings, but then even driving the kids to school and praying with them, aligning with my kids of let's pray for this administration rather than just the confusion of what do we do when we no longer have school. We pray for their innovation so that they can act in their role organically as educators and find a way to keep going, whatever that looks like. And then I jumped on a call with a friend and we started praying together. And it was out of that that I realized one of the most valuable things I could do is organize prayer with like-hearted men to stand in agreement with what is true and good and beautiful. And after this podcast, I'll be jumping on that prayer call. And so for me, it helps to align and orient with other like-hearted. And there's just a power and centering and Mm. feeling that I can't access as much on my own.
0: Mm. Well, we hope that's today for all of you listening. That's the purpose of this. Mm -hmm. Let's get our attention on Jesus. Let's hear what he's saying. Let's get his perspective Mm -hmm. on things, right? Absolutely.
3: That verse, we're all familiar with 2 Timothy one seven. for God has not given us a spirit of fear of love, power, and a sound mind to rest in that. And then to offer that, I had to go to the grocery store today just to get a couple of things, just a couple of things. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. People's carts are, they were overflowing. One was filled only with toilet paper. It's a real thing. Yeah. And to offer love, you know, wherever we go, we, we bring Christ with us. So I was just aware that I you know it did oh maybe i should go buy some toilet paper you know but you know no actually we're good and and to be kind we've
0: gone down to a one square policy <laughs> in our family
3: um anyway just being aware that as a believer in Jesus where is our hope and how this is this opportunity to love in ways that are new. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, because Peter does say, right, but in your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. I think Peter's assuming that in times of crisis, there will be a visible difference. It will be so tangible and so noticeably different that people will say, Mm -hmm. why are you all chillaxed? how are you completely calm in the midst of this? And you go, oh, love to tell you that, right? So there is is that. We can find God in this. We can center in this. But I, I move to offer a piece of help right now. Just as I prayed at the beginning, I want to kind of interject these pieces of help. So when you have an entire planet that is reacting in fear, you got a lot of fear out there, just in the atmosphere. And It would be very, very helpful, friends, for you to continue to bring the cross of Christ between you and, quote, the world. Mm -hmm. Galatians 6.14, for we are crucified through the cross of Christ to the world and the world to us, because a lot of the fear is actually jumping on you. And you can be trying to practice your practices and your rootedness and your worship and your prayers but still you've got like you get hit with fear walking into Costco or and you suddenly you know the empty aisle you know shelves and the long lines and all that time out time out time out like you you do not want the fear and panic jumping on you or into your household and it is full-blown demonic
3: mm-hmm.
0: it's full-blown demonic I mean the enemy is having a heyday with this, right? He loves getting people spun up and getting their eyes off of Christ and onto whatever it is that takes us out. So can I just recommend that, friends? Like, it goes like this. Jesus, we are crucified to the world, and the world is crucified to us, and we bring the victory of our Lord Jesus Christ in all its fullness, the power of the cross between us and the world right now. And we reject the fear. We renounce it, we reject it, anxiety, no. Speculation, no, we're not going there. I'm not giving that my soul and I'm not giving it my attention. We banish fear in our households and in our lives right now in the name and authority of Jesus Christ. I guarantee you, friends, you do that, it's going to help because there's just an atmosphere. It's as much as the virus itself, but like times a gajillion, you know, because it's just everywhere. The fear mm-hmm. is swirling and it wants to jump on us. And so in order to sort your own emotions out, sort your own clarity out, your own perspective on things, you got mm-hmm. you do have to get yourself some breathing room from yeah, that. for sure. Yes. I want to talk a little bit later in the podcast about how we can be praying into the world but to begin with right. i reject this fear yes i reject panic uh, no you can't no you can't have me and and with that for me it's speculation yeah but what just happened to my retirement investments like 25% wiped out like wait what what just happened don't speculate don't mm-hmm. go there like you really have to take every thought captive mm-hmm. to the obedience of christ mm-hmm. right now so that we are not vulnerable to the chaos, fear, blaming, you know, out there right now in order to center ourselves in Jesus. Absolutely. I
1: love that, John. I think, you know, for example, school aged parents, schools canceled indefinitely. For me, it was like, I feel Jesus saying, I just have to stay today, not speculative. Mm-hmm. What am I going to do in mm-hmm.
3: May?
2: Yes.
1: Whether it's my retirement or. What am I going to do with my kids? Or when will we start getting a paycheck again? You know, just mm. all the speculation, mm. the things we can't know yet because thank you, further down the road. Yeah. Thank so you. So I really appreciate
0: that. That's really good. And I, I forgot about this, but you, Morgan, reminded me of this. So we were doing some listening prayer. Oh, this is crazy. Right? This story? Crazy. We were doing some listening prayer at the beginning of the year, like we do every year Everybody asked Jesus for some words over the year, and now I'm looking back with some marvel at this. For one thing, we always go traveling with some friends for spring break, and he said, don't plan anything. I was very disappointed. I fought that six different ways. I'm like, well, what about this? Well, what about that? Well, can we do a road trip? And he's like, no, don't, you know, and now we're in the midst of this. I'm like, oh, thank you, because I don't particularly want or need to be traveling right now. But the word that he gave as we were listening, it was, wait, wait. And there was just a sense of Jesus saying, just stay with me right mm-hmm. now. And many of you know that we have a captivating event scheduled in Wales in May, that we are super excited about, and we still fully intend on holding, but to going to speculation, mm-hmm. Sherry. Like, don't think about May, mm-hmm. don't think about summer. Stay in today. Yes. Just that word of just wait, just wait, mm-hmm. just stay close to me. Don't reach out to mm-hmm. speculation because mm-hmm. people want to start scrambling the and go. What if so? Oh, all all the what ifs.
3: Yeah. All the what ifs. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes.
2: such an example, John, of how we been practicing bringing our attention back to God, because we've still gone full tilt into the year, just kind of responsibly of what's been entrusted uh, to Mm -hmm. us and our work in the world. But we've had this year, this feeling of staying in that advanced word of, God, what do you mean wait? What are we to watch for? And so it's interesting, in an unprecedented year in our history, Mm. because of this fallout, Mm. it's caused us to be very curious of what God's doing yeah. as a default, right? Mm-hmm. Instead of yeah. going to, oh, crap, what do we do now?
0: Yes. So what, what are the scriptures you're living in right now? What, Helping to bring your attention back. I so want to check the news right now, just so that we are current in this podcast. Right.
2: Right? Meanwhile, you checked it pretty recently. Yeah. Bob, yeah. Right? Just, right?
0: Okay. My attention, my attention, my yes, attention yes, yes. really does belong to God. It belongs to God. And so I give God my attention. What's helping you get there?
3: Morgan alluded to it earlier, but it's Philippians 4, 8, and 9. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. And side note, I just love how that describes Jesus. All of those adjectives. What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things. And the God of peace will be with you. I love that. Think Mm. on these things. Think on him. Think on what's true and lovely and excellent. And the God of peace will be with you, will flood you, will permeate you, will hold you. I love that. Mm.
0: If we have peace, we will be those people Peter talks about that others will say, whoa, that's different. Yes. Right? That will separate us out of the chaos, and I I want that peace. Would you read that again to us? Love to.
3: Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you.
0: Peace, friends. Peace by giving God our attention. I love, love, love the way Jesus has been setting all of us up for this. So, to our listeners, go back. Did you ask Jesus for words over the year? If you didn't, there's no shame in it. But I'm curious, was there something that is going to sustain you now? Or is there a song? that you've been in recently that's going to sustain you right now. Like, He has prepared you. Mm -hmm. I guarantee it. Mm -hmm. And so, He has had me in Psalm 1 and Jeremiah 17. Psalm 1, oh, the joys, the happiness of those who don't get spun up in the world, but they delight in the Word of God, meditating on it, giving it their attention. They are like trees planted along the riverbank bearing fruit each season. Their leaves never wither. They prosper in all they do. And then he contrasts it, but those who are spun up in the world are like chaff, and the next piece of wind, the next bad news report just blows them out, you know? That's Psalm 1, and then Jeremiah 17, he's clearly reflecting back on this, and he's talking and contrasting those who are trusting in humans, he says, who rely on human strength and Their hearts don't turn towards the Lord. He says they're like stunted shrubs in the desert Mm. with no hope for the future. But then he contrasts it with but how happy are those who trust in the Lord and have made the Lord their hope and confidence? They're like trees planted along a riverbank with roots that reach deep into the water. Such trees are not bothered by the heat or worried. By long months of drought, their leaves stay green and they never stop producing fruit. Like he's had me in that for more than a month Mm, now. I've just been lingering in that because I want to be that tree. I like so want to be evergreen, you know, it's like, oh, come on. But now to go, oh, wow, like months of drought and the shrubs in the desert, you know, it's like, wow, Jesus, thank you. So I'm just curious, like. Where's so he had orienting. you? What have you been in that he's mm-hmm. been like preparing you for mm-hmm.
1: this? Well, there's three different scriptures that are hanging in tension for me. And the first actually is from the revelation, from John's record of his vision of Jesus. and it's they We did, get
2: to talk about revelation! <laughs> they, <laughs> they, they, they,
1: they did not love their lives so much as to shrink from death. They did not love their lives so much as to shrink from death. Sherry did not love her life so much as to shrink mm. from death. And I, I can tell I'm having this ripening and— you know, I was mentioning to Stace and for all of you listeners out there who've been with us at Captivating, you know, when we when we listen to the irreplaceable role and there's this rousing call of a desire to pour forth love, I think what I've observed in myself is something that Jesus has been ripening in me for, I believe, decades um, That's that happens to be coming to fruition separate from this moment as I've been crossing over into a new season of my life. Some mother love of God for the world is like, I want to like. I just want to like give myself. And it's it's this is new. I feel like a transition from young woman to middle-aged woman past my own childbearing years. I'm having this, this love. So it's held for me in tension with a verse we're also familiar with, but I'm meditating on that John records in his gospel, which is, For God so loved the world that he gave that he gave, that he gave. And so I'm just feeling the love of God for the world, for the cosmos, for every person. It's like trembling inside of me. And then from the first part of Philippians 4 is just absolutely pivotal for me. And it says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and petition, present your request to God, pour your heart out to your God. And before that, Paul is writing and he says, let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Mm -hmm. So I'm very intrigued about this gentleness for me. John, that's Mm. where I'm going with this kind of idea of what will be different about us. And it will be a gentleness. It'll be, may it be a patience with people who are anxious because of course, so Mm. we're gentle with those who are anxious. Mm. We're gentle with those who are suffering. We're bringing the nearness of Jesus. But I just... I guess to your point of what has Jesus been preparing to me, he's been rising this mother love inside of me that extends beyond my nuclear family. And it's like, oh, this love how can inside we help? of me is so intense. Right?
0: Mm-hmm. Like in this moment, what you're saying is, how can I help? Yes. Yeah. Well, and how I, can we love? How and can I, we offer?
1: And that's just an interesting coming of age for me. Yeah. And I, I imagine it would be much different five years ago for me. And it's all yeah. good wherever I love am. But to, to your point of where where have I been? And so I'm like, Tracking with my elderly neighbors, and I'm just like really eager yeah. to be a service. And yeah. I, I don't mean that in like a, a like a religious way. I mean it like from the depth of my heart.
0: I want to read the rest of that Philippians passage share because he says, "The Lord is near. Mm-hmm. Do not be anxious about anything, mm-hmm. but pray, petition, thanksgiving, requests. Absolutely, mm-hmm. bring it all to yep. God. And then he closes with, and the peace mm-hmm. exactly. of God." which transcends all understanding, will guard Mm -hmm. your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. We need that shield right now. Like, that would be a good thing to pray. Mm -hmm. Like, shield my heart, shield my mind with your
2: peace, Lord. Mm. Yes, Yes, Lord. Yeah, John, I have been really sinking into two different scriptures in this time, and I appreciate where you started us with— the cross of Christ between us and the world and staying rooted in God and the scripture then I have gone to is in 2nd Timothy where God says even where and when we lack faith God remains faithful mm. for he cannot disown himself and the scripture has meant so much to me because I have learned I must practice starting with who is God what mm. is he like mm. what is he doing and how is he doing it and it's so hopeful to know God is unchanging He's altogether abundant and caring and providing, filled with robust well-being. And as I fix my heart and my mind, my attention on who God is, it gives me a centering from which then I can ask for my orders. Mm. Then I can see clearly that we are the wealthy ones whose hope is put in God, and it's out of that wealth Mm. and abundance we can then see more clearly what our orders are and how we're meant to love in this world. And Sherry, I appreciate your heart for the world and the cosmos. And I think I've been tending to think the opposite end of the spectrum of starting with how do I love my family? Mm. So they're taken care of and the people under my home. And from that abundance, how do I begin to ask who are the next tier? Who are the Mm. next tier of offering strength? Mm. So rooting in the reality that God is unchanging and he will not be moved by chaos. And the second is Psalm 46. I've just found it is just kind of a meditative prayer to be reminded God is our refuge and our strength and an ever-present help in trouble. And therefore, we will not give way to fear. Though the earth gives way, the mountains fall into the sea, though its waters roar and foam and mountains quake with their surging, In chaos, in fear, there is a river whose stream makes glad the city of God. Mm. God is within her and she will not fall. God will help us at the break of day. What's so fascinating is these scriptures become so personal and relevant. Nations are in uproar. Mm. Kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice and the earth mounts. And it goes on to say and declare that God the Lord of angel armies is with us. Come and see what God has done in places of desolation. He will say, be still and know that I am God Mm. and the Lord Almighty is with us. Mm. And so we just declare it. And I find myself Mm -hmm. declaring it in my own heart, Mm -hmm. into my family and out to the world. This is who you are, God. You will not be moved. You are faithful. And as sons and daughters... Galatians says that we have full access to your inheritance. And mm-hmm. so we receive that access, the full riches. And God, we ask, how do we employ those on behalf of your kingdom?
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yes, Jesus. I've been marveling over on the preparation of God for us in many ways, but one of them was he moved us to make the pause app. And I've been thinking about that, actually, for a couple years, and it just really felt like a way, way, way back burner project. It's like, maybe sometime. And then this this last fall, he's like, do it now. Like, really? Now? Do it now. Like, okay. So we built this thing called the One Minute Pause, and it is a centering experience in pausing. It's right there on your phone, and it goes like this, Jesus, I give everyone and everything to you. And just that, just to begin to enter into Jesus, I give everyone and everything to you. And so the pause helps us to like center back in Christ and then heal my union with you, Jesus. Restore our union. Restore our union, Lord. And then the third prayer in the app is beautiful music's playing and you're looking at this, you know, wonderful nature scene is I need more of you, God. I need more of you, fill me with more of you, saturate me with your love, saturate me with your life. And this little tool, this simple little thing, we are getting all kinds of phenomenal reports on this, that people are having encounters with Jesus Mm. through this little pause app. It's free, gang,
2: it's free. John, you have to read that email that came in recently. Okay, so
0: today, this comes in, the title of the email is simply, Rescue. And this is from a friend of the ministry, and he writes in, and it's very short. It goes like this. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. The one-minute pause has been a rescue. I work in healthcare with a vulnerable population who is at high risk of the COVID-19. The one-minute pause has allowed me to reset, recenter, and give it all to God. What a relief. And then he closes with spread love, not germs." <laughs> <laughs> so Fred, thank you so much for sending that in. And friends, I just got to say, like, can we just give you a tool? Would you please yes. go do mm-hmm. that? Please, please, pretty please. Mm-hmm. With sugar on top, get the app, download it, use it.
1: Seriously, I'm using it multiple times a day. Yeah. It's helping me so mm-hmm. much. Right? I cannot tell you. Yeah. I speak more highly. Get the app.
2: (laughs) And just like we've talked about, John, the simple access to the kingdom here and now, right? In the midst of the news reports, in the midst of things changing by the hour, the app is an on-ramp to say there are many things we can't control. But what we can do that's in our power is take 60 seconds Mm -hmm. right here to breathe and unite with God. Yes.
0: The thing is, friends, like as we think about loving others, the West in particular was already in an explosion of anxiety and depression. And anti anxiety drugs are the hottest selling thing, you know, in the pharmaceutical market. And I bless it. Oh, do I bless all helpful pharmaceuticals? But how can we love? We can help people with their anxiety, we can mm-hmm. help them with their fear, we can help them mm-hmm. turn their gaze away. From the chaos mm-hmm. to God, right? And I confess, I was looking at a news report today on how do you help children with anxiety around all this? Because their schools are closing and maybe daddy lost his job. And friends, like, we have the answer. Mm-hmm. Like, to bring the love of God and the peace of God into those situations. And so anyone who would even be open to the Pause app, unbelievers are using it. Friends are recommending it to unbelievers. They're like, I don't care what you think about it. Just try this. Right. And, and there's like, oh, my gosh, I'm coming out of that so much more peaceful. Thank you. That totally. is, yeah, it's a super peaceful thing. And they have no faith experience. It's awesome. It so, is
1: awesome. And I, that Jesus in, like put that in motion. Right. It's so beautiful. Put it in motion
0: beforehand. So it's so beautiful. For your hearts, friends, to turn your attentions, get your attention back. On God
1: mm-hmm.
0: and everything stays red and what's true and beautiful and reliable and trustworthy. I, I can feel some of you are saying, "Come on, John! Like, like, tell he, us to
3: wash your hands." Well, no, It's
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> spoken like a true mom, right there. I love. That's not what I was thinking. My wife. <laughs> <laughs> I love my. What else, honey? Tell us <laughs> exactly. What should we do? Wash be doing? your hands. Don't touch your face. Fist
3: bumps. Elbow greetings. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Elbow greetings. Side hugs. Yeah. yeah. Right. No. I think to be fair to our listeners, they're also wondering. So, what's your perspective on this? Is this revelation? And is this you know? Don't know. Is the answer. Do know this that when things happen in the world that do feel like the birth pangs that Jesus talks about in Matthew 24. You might want to go read Matthew 24 again. When things are happening in the world that feel like the birth pangs that Jesus talks about to precede his return, our internal response can be one of, like, joy. Like, whoa, could we be on the brink of the restoration of all things in heaven and on earth? Like, whoa, could we be on the brink of Jesus coming back and healing The world he made, like, that would be amazing if that happened in our lifetime. So, I don't know, I don't know if these are part of the birth pangs, but I do know that when things like birth pangs appear in the news or in your world, like, let your heart turn towards, oh, Jesus, that would be wonderful for you to come back, okay? Like, that's the safer place to go Mm -hmm. with that stuff.
1: John, I think to that point of how Jesus has prepared us, the Ransomed Heart published all things new. Prior to this, which is so fortifying, helps us root down into that hope that people yes. might ask us about from whence comes our love and yes. our
0: faith. And then get your life back. Right. And the subtitle is Everyday Practices for a World Gone Mad. Right. And I thought I would close with this. These are the last words in the book, and they feel so, so, so timely. This literally is the last section, it's called In Closing. So. A friend said to me this morning, I think most people are slowly losing the war of attrition. I realize I used to be funnier. I used to have a great sense of humor. I started thinking about it, and I'm just not enjoying my life like I once did. And I go on to say, I'm afraid it's true. The withering effects of our frenzied culture, the narrowing of mind and soul by technology, not to mention the heartbreak of the world delivered daily to our smartphones, and the trauma of those in crisis around us. Mm. Can you believe the timeliness of this? Mm -hmm. No time to attend to disappointments, losses, griefs, much less cultivating precious hopes and dreams, all that's been pushed aside. Behind it all, the great war with evil is raging, more bitter than ever. Most folks live their lives in a state of harried dullness, trench warfare, the Maginot line. The light is fading from their eyes. Their life is reduced to a moment-by-moment getting by, and the enemy is frankly happy to leave them in that place. Just wear humanity down, push them into the shallows, make it so they can't possibly give God their attention, and receive His graces. In that haggard, famished condition, he can then present the false gods that will bind them forever. Dear friends, I hope you see clearly now that more of God is our greatest need, our greatest joy, our only rescue. This isn't optional. He's the source of the strength and resiliency we need for this hour, the life that allows us to enjoy everything else in life. So the very simple question as we close is this. What will you do on a daily and weekly basis to find God and receive more of Him? There are many traditional practices I didn't mention in this book. Prayer, fasting, the sacraments, but there are good books on those things. There are also monastic practices like simple work. God will bring you the things you need across your path in the time you need them. Your soul will let you know when it's not doing well when it needs attention, and often what it needs. So let me leave you now with a piece of advice and a blessing. The advice comes from St. Paul, which is the passage that was just read here a moment ago, who lovingly and tenderly offered this to his dear sons and daughters in the faith. Keep putting into practice all you learned and received from me, everything you heard from me and saw me doing, and then the God of peace will be with you. I love the kindness of this. Keep putting into practice. It's not about perfection. It's not about being amazing. God is nowhere in the pressure to be amazing. He's waiting in the simple dailies. Just keep putting into practice the things that heal your soul and bring you more of Jesus, and then the God of peace will be with you. You'll no longer be sipping God from teaspoons. You'll learn to drink deeply. From the tangible, nourishing, life-giving presence of the eternal God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, the fountain of living waters, which is my blessing, may the Son of God who is already formed in you grow in you, so that for you he will become immeasurable, and that in you he will become laughter, exultation, the fullness of joy, which no one can take from you. Isaac of Stella. I did say that we would also offer a thought about how to pray into the world. And what I find myself praying into the world right now is peace. Mm. Pray peace, gang. Pray peace into your homes. Pray peace into your communities. Pray peace into the administration of schools and hospitals and governments. And people are making decisions right now. We're all going to make better decisions if peace is reigning and not fear and anxiety. So praying peace feels like a really good thing we could all agree on.
1: Yes. Mm -hmm. John and Stacey, as we reflect on what to pray, I'm struck by some stories that you all tell about early moments in Ransomed Heart where your family was in incredible vulnerability on a very pragmatic level. Like You didn't have money to buy groceries. You didn't know how you're going to pay your mortgage. And the body of Christ was activated by the Holy Spirit to meet your needs. And I'm also led to pray that the body of Christ will be extremely sensitive to the movement of Jesus to let our resources be liquid and go where they're needed, such that people who are in the situation that you guys were in 20 years ago could have a lasagna show up on their front door, the way that that happened for you all. That's
0: good. Oh, lasagna. Bags of groceries out of nowhere, envelopes of money out of nowhere. We lived two years without health insurance. We Mm. lived two years without income as we were starting all this. And God was so faithful. Yes, Those were the glory days, Mm -hmm. right? Right. We had nothing. Mm -hmm. And all this was born out of that. So we'll pray both those things right now. Jesus, we do pray. Peace. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Peace into the world. We order it. We are actually commanding it. We are seated with Christ. We reign with you. We command peace into the world. Mm-hmm. We command peace yes, God, into, into the storm. decision makers. Peace into the storm. Mm-hmm. We command peace in our homes. We command peace in our hearts, our minds. We command peace in our communities. Peace into the schools and hospitals and caregivers. Peace in fire and police and responders. Peace into administrations that are making decisions on behalf of lots of people. We are ordering peace into the world. Yes, Lord. And we do pray, Jesus, show us how to shine in this hour. Shine. Like this is our moment to shine. Are you yes, kidding God. me? Like. May our hope be so resilient, people yes, ask God. us about it. May our peace be so tangible, they say, oh, please, how do I get that? And yes, may our resources be available. Don't let us clench up and go into survival yes, mode. Help us to go into love mode. Yes, yes God. Help yes. us spread love. Yes, God. And, and show us how to do that, yes, Jesus. Yes. yes. So we are actually commanding these things yeah. in the authority of Jesus Yes God. and in his name amen Thank amen God. amen.